Welcome to the All About Digital Marketing podcast. The show all about digital marketing, digital marketing, digital marketing, digital marketing. Brought to you by Socialink, digital marketing agency specializing in social media and content marketing for brave brands and forward thinking SMEs. I'm your host, Chris Bruno. And as always, we're here to bring you the most actionable tips, tricks, tools, and insights to help you achieve more when it comes to your digital marketing. Subscribe to the show and be sure to share with a friend if you found something useful or interesting. You can find all the show notes and more information on www.allaboutdigitalmarketing.co.uk. Mercer, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Pleasure to be here. I, uh, yeah, I'm, re- I'm really happy to, to offer some value where we can, talk about some digital measurement as we go through. So for anyone that starts looking for you and they're like that Mercer, Mercer. So it is actually Chris Mercer, it's Mercer. True. But you know what? You know what's funny is normally I get to say like, there's always another Chris in the room and it's sometimes there is and sometimes there's not. This is the first podcast where I've actually been able to say, no, there really is another Chris in the room. So that's why I go by Mercer. It just happened years ago and it just stuck, you know, when you're, when you're in these back in the before days when you could work in offices, you know, and there was, people can just say Chris, right? So it had to be like Mercer. That sounds familiar, but I don't really know what you're talking about anymore. Exactly. Back in the before days. (laughs) It's the, uh, the BC before COVID. It's changed slightly now, but (laughs) all right, listen, we're getting, we're getting distracted. Chris Mercer. Sorry. Uh, who are you and what do you currently do? Great question. So uh, I am the co-founder of a company called measurementmarketing.io. And it's kind of our job to help marketers, marketing teams, and agencies figure out what their numbers are, kind of how to measure their marketing so they know what's working and what's not, um, specifically using tools like Google Analytics or Tag Manager, Data Studio, everything that essentially is super free, but um, is kind of complicated and doesn't necessarily come with great instruction manuals. So we we're kind of like the the training service for like normal people who want to use these tools, not for like the data analysts or data scientists, that sort of stuff. Just normal marketers who just want to know what the heck is going on. That's where measure marketing.io comes in. I won't lie. So we use Google Analytics a lot. And then literally when you start getting into Tag Manager and then you start getting into the next thing and you're like that, oh, for the love of God, people, this should be so much more simple. Um, And it should be. It really should for a free tool that, you know, everyone has access to and everyone can use. But the actual implementation of it can be pretty complex. It can be intimidating because it because it's you know and you think about it from Google's perspective it's engineers building it for engineers really so they don't really care a whole lot about UI and you know making easy views that came in later actually substantially easier now than it used to be when it first came out but that's just sort of the process they go through and you come to learn to expect that you know where it's going to be a little googly at first and then it gets a little better a little better and a little easier to use and it is something to revisit because uh, it has gotten substantially easier and it and it's really powerful to some of the things they can do. All right. Well, let's, before we jump into the tools then, let's Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about the beginning parts of this. Why is it so important for businesses, especially small to mid-sized businesses to know what their numbers are and what are the numbers that we're talking about here? That's a really good question because a lot of people have this understanding that they should know their numbers, but then they're like, I don't know what numbers I should know. So we have a little formula that will give everybody that makes it very, very easy to figure that out. And it's really just, you have to know what your results are However, that's defined for your business model. So for some of you, it'll be, you know, e-commerce, you know, 
transactions and, and what they're selling. Others might be lead generation. Others might be affiliate clicks on the content marketing side or something like that. Whatever the end result is you're trying to get, you have to know how much of that thing you're getting. Number of transactions, average you know, per transaction, that sort of thing. The important, the more important, believe it or not, question to ask yourself then is how am I getting those results? And that's where people don't go. They, they might know, and this, I say might, because there are some people who just kind of run the business and there's nothing wrong with it. it Cause I, nothing wrong starting here. Let's just say it's not, it's okay to start here. You should not stay here, but there's a lot of people who open up their bank account and then look in the bank account and see, can I spend money or not? Right. Uh, but that is not going to be a good plan for a long-term sustainable, successful business. So they may not know the results they're actually getting day to day, or at least they're measuring it incorrectly. So first thing is you learn how to measure results coming in. Second thing is how you're getting those results. And what we mean by that is how many people did I actually make aware of my product or service or customer journey, right? How many people actually started that particular journey? How many people actually engaged with that journey? How many people actually completed that journey? And then you start to see that little drop off that might happen. And what happens when you know your results and you know how you're getting your results, you can start to actually predict forward kind of not just what happened last week, but what's going to happen next week. You know, And that's, that's kind of what's really important about knowing the how part of things. That's the thing that most people miss um, is understanding how they're getting their results. How exactly are they successful or failing for that matter? But it's important to know the mechanics of that. There's a lot of numbers to get your head around, right? Let's be honest. And again, when you're looking at platforms like Google Analytics or when you're not 100% sure where to kind of gather this information from, it can be a real challenge. And I think that there's, again, I'm probably going off slightly on a tangent, but I'm renowned for doing this. There's probably an element as well of actually really drilling down into the actual business. And the reason I'm saying that is that you mentioned it there, you know, check your bank balance on your phone. Yeah, we're good. Okay, cool. We can invest in whatever we're going to buy next, another piece of equipment or whatever it might be. But actually breaking down what the business is doing and understanding those numbers and in the sense of even more than just like what you've mentioned, right? You need to know where is it coming from? Where is it working out? What was the end result that you were actually trying to do? That's my biggest pet hate, by the way. I've met companies as an agency owner for years now. They tell me that they spend loads of money on social media. I'm like, that's awesome. So what's kind of results are you getting? And they go, right. What do you mean results? And you're thinking, right. well, if you're spending money, you want something Impressions back for and it, reach. right? Right, exactly. Give me something. But even if yeah. you said to me, like, it's just to get more reach, at least I'd be like that. All right. Not the yep. most solid of, uh, of goals, yep. but at least I'll take it compared to, what do you mean? We just have to post on social media, right? Yeah. But there's also a big part of this that I think people often forget about. So if you're a B2B service provider or whatever else, chances are you don't have a flash to bang there's an offer, there's a sale, there's an offer, there's Mm -hmm. a sale. The Mm -hmm. chances are there's a conversation, there's a little Mm -hmm. bit of consultancy, there's a little bit of, is this the right product fit or whatever it is. So if you're an accountancy firm, no one's going to sign up with you for accountant service, not an accountancy platform. That's different. Right. But no one's going to sign up for an accountant, I don't think, without having ever actually met the accountant, right? Mm -hmm. Or a lawyer, the same thing. Mm -hmm. Any professional services, consultants, marketers even, you know, most people won't sign up and buy one of our packages, especially not to get consultancy kind of work without knowing who I am or without being able to actually talk to me. So there's an element there of understanding the whole business transaction, the journey within that kind of element and actually being honest with yourself as a business owner as well, right? If most of your leads actually don't come from social media or anything else, but you are spending money there, recognizing that actually it's coming from referrals or, you know, from your mate, John, who just keeps talking to people and it keeps working out really well. Yeah. Um, 
understanding that I think is super important. I think it's something that, sorry, I went completely off on a tangent, but I think it's really important for business owners to really drill down on that and be honest with themselves and look at those things properly. It's a hundred percent right. Cause I, the, the way that, and it goes back to some sort of like some of the basic mistakes I think that people go off the rails is is what you're talking about where they they don't know the results and how but more importantly they're not asking is this working like it's supposed to so a they don't know the supposed to part they don't know what the different steps are right like my my background years and years ago was in sales management so I'm always used to running a sales pipeline and you have the number of appointments right number of shows number of presentations number that actually close and you sort of measure the pipeline that way and a lot of marketers can absolutely do that, right? Small business owners can absolutely do that, but they haven't really defined what those stages are, right? And that's where we talk about what we call the ACE model, but it's this this idea of measuring, how do I know they are now aware of the thing I want them to be aware of, right? How do I know that they've completed the journey that ultimately gives them that thing? And then how do I know if they engaged along the way, that ACE, right, is ACE. So it's aware and then they complete and did they engage along the way? So to your point, um, and I give a real world example of, of how we we do this model. When you know we're done this podcast, you'll send it over to me and you'll say, "Hey, your podcast is live." We will send traffic. We will use social media to send traffic. And what we're measuring for, right? We're not doing just I don't know. Let's just spend a thousand bucks and see what happens, right? We don't do anything for them. We we always say, "Here's how this is supposed to work," right? Always. And everybody that's listening to this should have that, where you say, this is what should happen based upon these actions I'm about to take. And then you measure against, did you, and you would be open to the feedback, right? Did it actually happen? So for us, we'll advertise on the social media platforms. I'll send traffic to your site and we will measure for what we call offsite aware, which is essentially when the behavior of somebody clicking on one of our ads that we're doing, but they're going to your page. So we can't measure on, on your pages, obviously what's going on. We don't have access to your analytics and pixels on your pages, but I do from the platform's perspective, right? Facebook will tell me that or LinkedIn, whoever else it will. So now I know that you're offsite aware as an audience. Well, then what happens is there'll be ads that'll start coming in that will be more on-site brand aware, right? So we have this off-site brand aware. They're kind of familiar with measuremarketing.io, but really it's for you, right? They're coming for your stuff because they like you. And they are now somewhat familiar with this person that you had in your podcast, measuremarketing.io. On-site awareness kicks in at that point and is here's a new infographic we did at measuremarketing.io. Here's a blog post we did at measuremarketing.io. Here's the free toolkit we have at measuremarketing.io. Now they're on-site aware, right? And what we are literally measuring for, this is where Tag Manager comes in because it's, it's a super cool tool. You can do things like this. Again, all free tools, just have to know how to use them. But we are measuring for, did you come to our site and stick around for at least 10 seconds on that page? If you did, then we go, cool, on-site brand aware. Now messaging changes again. And now it's focused on, let's engage with the brand a little bit. Here's some other stuff you can engage with. Now we will measure for, did you scroll and go down an important uh, part of the, the content, if that's what we're trying to do, or to become a lead, if it's uh, something that we're offering for free, like a lead magnet, something along those, those lines. And then, of course, the conversation changes again, because we've got that behavior. If you're engaged now with that customer journey, then maybe it's the Measure Marketing Academy, and, and here's you know how to learn all this cool stuff that we're doing. So that's, that is the journey that we have. And to your point, we know we're not just spending money on social media and, and, and somehow it turns into dollars, right? It's not about that. It's about, this is offsite awareness. We're going to spend X amount. We know what our CPM is and we know how that audience should then grow. And then it's, now it's feeding that onsite awareness. We're going to spend a little extra, you know, to go ahead and you know, get that awareness now that where they're on our pages, right? Engaging with the brand a little more. And then we have them further and further and further. We can add all that together and know what our cost per acquisition is or cost per lead or cost per awareness um, as we're going through. But we know how it's supposed to work. 
and we can always measure against it. So if things start going off the rails, we know pretty quickly where it is and, and what to adjust or some, some actions we can take to adjust it. A lot of people aren't, I'm not going to say savvy enough. I feel like I'm insulting people listening and I don't mean that at all, by the way, <laughs> for anyone who is listening. A lot of people aren't savvy enough because a lot of these platforms make it very easy to spend a lot of money on ads. It's fact. And yes. they don't make it very easy to understand where that money disappeared to, other than to tell you that, you yeah. know, it's gone and you got nothing for it or you got very little yeah. for it or worse still, it kind of cooks and books to show you, look at how many impressions you got and you think, wow, well, that's good. Yeah. And that still didn't lead yeah. to any business. So I think these things are very challenging, but I do think that there's a lot to be said for trying to get that basic understanding and to make sure that you've got an, an idea and a goal in mind. So we talk about this a lot. We've just taken on a new starter with us uh, at the agency. He's a young lad. He's been working for a year and a half now for a company. He's been working all their social media and marketing. So basically no one else in the company is doing anything to do with marketing, but he's just kind of thrown, he's been tasks have been thrown at him again and again to sort of say like, Hey, get some social media posts. Hey, get some banners done. Hey, get this done. And what's really interesting is though, he's joined us and the kid's got the technical know-how to make banners. That's not a problem. And actually when we're talking to him, we're like that, okay, cool. But like we would change the wording on this because we got an objective in mind and literally we had to kind of, we've had to spend a lot of time basically training him from the beginning again to say, we don't do stuff for the sake of doing it. And I think this is really right. important, right? It doesn't matter whether it's a social right. media post, whether it's an email blast, whether it's a banner, whether it's a cover photo, whatever, there's an objective behind it. There's something that you're hoping to achieve. It's hoping to make it happen. And I think that you've mentioned this so much, but I think it's so important for anyone. If you're going to spend money on ads, have a really clear defined purpose, a really clear defined outcome, make sure that it's not to make more money because I guarantee you that won't work and you'll lose money. Yep. It'll, it'll make more money for the ad platform. That's for sure. Yes, it will. As you can just yes, hear it's, them. It's who you're making the money. You yes. can hear them in the background. Yes. Ching, ching, ching. <laughs> exactly. Um, yes. But that is really important, right? Because at least you can then track it and yep. say, right, this isn't working. And it's a good question for you as well. So when you have got a small budget, when you are starting out, when you're not really sure what you're doing, People often don't really realize you can't throw 20 bucks an ad campaign to figure out whether it's working or not. But at the same time, right. you can't afford to spend five grand on an ad campaign because that's your ad budget potentially right. for the year. So what are some good kind right. of ballparks to give people some, some ideas of how they can start benchmarking? And what are those key things that they should be looking out for to give them an idea if it's time to bail or if it's time to double down? Yep. That's a really great question. So when we're looking at, this is where platforms like Google Analytics, again, you don't have to use Tag Manager or any of these other fancier tools that Google has. If you're just using Google Analytics, you can do everything that we're talking about here. So in Google Analytics, it's a question of tying traffic to the result, right? And, and to your point, every traffic, everything that you send over to your site should have a purpose. What is the thing that you're trying to achieve? And then you set a goal in Google Analytics that measures for that result. So for us, if it was like, we want to make them aware of the Measurement Marketing Academy, it would be when the Measurement Marketing Academy page loads, that's a destination goal in Google Analytics and just fire off a goal. So now I can have my Facebook campaign measured against, did it cause awareness of the Measurement Marketing Academy, right, as, as an offer? And I can see that in Google Analytics. This is important for, for reasons I'm about to get into. So in Google Analytics, I can see that Facebook makes people aware. Well, in Google Analytics, I can also have things like leads, right? So I can, I can, you know, maybe I have like a Google Ads campaign that you know, 
re-engages people that have seen the site, but haven't become a lead yet. And I can measure against, again, goal for a lead, right? Did they become a lead? And I can measure almost all the way down to the sale. There's a, a phrase that we use a lot at MeasureMarketing.io. It's all about the truth is in the trend, the power is in the pattern. And you need to have enough data points. If you can't do it in a day, because some businesses are blessed and they got a ton of traffic and they can make very fast decisions because they've got a ton of data coming through and more power to them. I am not in that boat. So I am also being being low traffic site because we're a pretty niche brand. I have to look over a period of time to get my benchmarks, right? And what you will start to see, this is my favorite part about people, is as a species, we are eerily predictable, <laughs> We, we think we're we think we're super unique, but we are pretty predictable. So to the point, and you'll see this in your own numbers, everybody here will do this as you go through, you will start to see that there are indeed patterns of if you send 100 people to your opt-in page, you will not get 100 opt-ins, right? If it's coming from a cold traffic source, somebody that doesn't really have a relationship with a brand, but it's a compelling offer, you might get 25 to 35% opt-in on average. There's always the occasional outlier, but generally speaking, you start to see that. If it's a warm traffic where you do have a relationship with it and it requires some sort of opt-in, like affiliate traffic or something like that might be, it's going to be higher. It'd be 45 to 65%, depending upon the offer and, and how hot that traffic is in terms of the relationship it has with your brand. And so you start to see that these are just, you can't do anything. Once you hit a certain range, it's like it's within the range. And the answer is not like, how do I get my cold traffic to convert at 50%? The Once you get it converting at 35%, something like that, the answer is like, we'll just create more opt-in offers. Have other reasons for them to, you know, convert in because maybe that certain people just won't like that offer, come up with other ways to do it. So there are benchmarks out there. Opt-in rates are, are a perfect example of one. Same holds true for webinar registrations, things along those lines. Webinar funnels, anybody that's doing that, you're not going to have 100% of the people show to your webinar. It's just not a thing. Um, it doesn't make sense because logically you're like, why would they sign up for something they have no intention of ever seeing? But that's what happens. Life gets in the way. And those are a certain percentage of them where you get maybe 25% to 35% again showing for the webinar that they registered for, right? But the conversion rates are higher. Why is a conversion rate higher on a webinar? Because you've spent an hour talking to them, build a relationship. They're a warmer traffic now. So you can expect a higher conversion rate, right? If it's cold traffic, you're going to have a, a lower conversion rate. So the goal is, or the, the whole uh, idea of measurement, why it's so important to understand results and how you're getting those results. And, and it is it is easy, as much as I know we're, we're throwing out a bunch of different concepts here, but just Stay with the basics. Like whenever we do training, we always focus on just pick one thing that you've heard. Same with this podcast. We've covered a lot. So I'd say you pick one thing that you hear. You go, hmm, that's cool. I never thought about it like that. Let me go practice that. Make it a skill. Then you come back, listen to this podcast again. You'll pick up something else from it. Results and how is the first thing. You got to know your results. You got to know how you're going to get results. In uh, Google Analytics, the skills, the way that you do that is understanding how to tag your traffic. So that you can tell Google Analytics, hey, this was an email and it was from my third email in my autoresponder campaign that brought them to the site. And then you set up goals, which measure to the result. And, and again, to your point, it's, it's a very important point to emphasize over and over again. You're never, ever just sending traffic to your site. You are sending traffic to your site for a purpose. You have to know, you have to be able to objectively know, which means you have to measure it if it's achieving its purpose because if you if you were sending traffic to a, a page and they're and they're not opting in, maybe you
the answer is, okay, it's either the, the targeting is off and I'm sending people who that's maybe we're already leads maybe, or people that uh, just have just, there's a huge disconnect in the audience that's going to the offer and has nothing to do with the offer. Right. And you, and you adjust a few things to get it kind of within range. But if you don't know that's happening, then you are sort of random acts of marketing and you're doing it in the dark, which is a horrible way to run a business. And, and to be honest, it's, it's pretty scary. I think the only thing scarier, and this is where we get people, is uh, those that have what I call the curse of a good offer. And it's the opposite problem where they had a great offer. They gave Facebook 50 bucks and Facebook gave them 500. They gave them 500 and then Facebook gave them 2,500. They put down 2,500 a day. Now Facebook gives them 5,000 and they're like all in. You can feel all that poker chip move and they're giving everything to Facebook and Facebook's like, thanks. And they don't get anything back. And they're like, wait, what just happened? Right. And because they've scaled too fast. They, they, something tweaked in the campaign. And so, the, and they're making a lot of money, but they give it all to Facebook now and they're reinvesting over and over and over to scale, quote unquote, because that's what they heard they needed to do. And when it doesn't give the returns that it used to, they all look around each other and say, Hey, what, what just happened? I need to know what broke. And everyone's like, Oh, no, like we, we had no idea how it was working in the first place. And they realize at that point, that's when they freak out and they're kind of like, Wow, we're completely at the whim of unknown forces. And they don't know how the market is responding to the site. They don't know how they're what how the messaging is landing. I think you said a, a word earlier, uh, which we talk a lot about, is conversation. They never took the time to listen to the conversation that the website was having with its users. And measurement is how you hear that, right? You listen for the pages. You can see if some, you know, you can you can listen for the behavior of scroll and time on page and all this other stuff. You can understand, get a better understanding of the conversation that that page is having with the user. And then you adjust your marketing because your marketing is how you speak back, right? So if we do a page as an example for the, the Measurement Marketing Academy, which is kind of like our, our flagship training offer, when we measure, we measure for a certain set of behaviors happening on that page. If it's not happening, then we will we know exactly where to adjust. I know my marketing team knows to adjust the top sort of above the fold headline copy or do they adjust the offer or do they adjust the body copy that's in the middle? They know exactly where to look because they can tell by the behaviors where something went askew and where they're where it's not working like it's supposed to. We're always asking that question. And what's what's kind of nice about that is it is a it is a feeling of control, I think, because I, I think I clearly have an issue with control because I, I'm always like, I need to know where I'm going to be next Wednesday at three o'clock. Like that's, that's I need to know the future, right? Better to have a chance of where I'm going to be and what's going to be happening. So I, I definitely have that. And I've probably injected too much of that in my company, but, but it, so be it. But there's that element of control and there's no drama because you're not guessing anymore. You're not trying to freak out. It's just, oh, we just need to focus on this now. And it's a very, you take all your resources, which used to be diffused, kind of randomly trying stuff and saying, oh, it's the email campaign. It's this email. This is the issue. Let's go focus on this. And here's where the, the handoff. Oh, I see. Like a perfect example. We did a, a release of a, of a new uh, page this years ago, offer page to cart. Well, we know our results and how we have expectations for us, eight to 12% of the people going from the offer should go to the cart, right? So eight to 12%, we just know that should be it. We saw something like 35, 40%. It's off. Already it's off. A conversion rate can be too good, right? So we're like, okay, that's either because it's the exact right audience and it's not scaling because they're just coming in hot, they're ready to go, right? Or something's something's horribly askew. We have to take a look at the next step. So we look at the cart. And what we noticed was the abandonment rate in the cart was also skyrocketing. So it was like nine out of 10 people leaving the cart. And we're like, okay, what would cause somebody to go to the cart without the intention of buying 
because they're not, you know, we expect 40 to 50% to make it through the cart. If that's, if it's, if it's, you know, less substantially less than that, making it through the cart, there's an issue. That means they're not going to the cart to buy, right? We just, we didn't, we know that. So we would look at this and we saw this and we said, there's a reason they're going to the cart. And then I bet you they're coming back to the sales page. And that's exactly the behavior that we saw. We measured for it. There's a little report in Google Analytics called a goal flow report that'll show you this. We saw these little loop loopbacks. This is why analytics is such a powerful tool. And we saw that. What was causing it? Forgot to put the price on the page. So people were going to the cart to find the price. Then they flip back to the sales page. Very simple mistake, right? Very easy, but people going too fast, which is now part of the SOPs, like make sure. So now it's, did we prep them properly and do they go to the cart? Now, so, as soon as we put the price back, everything comes back in line. We are at, we're back to eight to 12%. We're back to 40% making it through the cart at the average order value that we needed. But we knew immediately based on the numbers, just a couple of days of traffic, we we're like, okay, this is clearly something broken here. And then when we when we fixed that, we netted higher sales because we weren't obnoxiously confusing the customers by making them go to the cart to figure out what the thing was and then having to go back. So that's just one of the, you know, a couple of different examples of, of how this plays out. I think it's really interesting there because you mentioned a couple of things there that I have to kind of get into, but one is like your your SOPs, right? This is the way that we play these out. This is how we do things. Yep. This is, and every company, and I'm the first, by the way, to admit, I'm terrible at this. Uh, I have a commercial director, James O'Donnell, who basically is on my case every day, day in, day out. He's like that, look, I want to help you. So I'm going to take this over. So give me the SOP document, exactly how you do it. And I'm like that, I don't know, yeah. man. Like it's, been 12 years. I just do it. Click here, click there, move that around. That works. Go right. Move on. Um, and actually we're realizing you do have to put those in place and we're now doing it on a much more rigorous basis so that every single thing from what happens after I finish this conversation with you for the podcast, that now has a complete mapped out process of where the video is going to go, where the audio is going to go, uh, the, the, the notes that I've taken that are all in the project management system. And then after that, it's going to go off to three different people and all sorts of magic's going to happen. Uh, and in theory, <laughs> I say in theory, in theory, I'm very, very like sort of detached from that basic rung of things right. that need to happen until we get to the point where it's nearly ready to go. And then I'm checking in and I get to actually see what's happened and what the work's been done. But the reason I'm bringing that up and this idea of SOPs is until you've got that in place, it's a bit like your data. Until you've got that baseline of data, you don't know what is and what isn't working and what it is or isn't working for a good or for a bad right. reason. Because like you said, right, there's just that tiny little bit of data that you could have looked at and been like that. Oh my God, we're crushing it. You know, we got more people going to the car than ever before. This is a win. Like we're yeah. nailing this. And you're like that. Great. Well done. High five, everyone. Let's go out early Friday afternoon. Beers or beers all around. Well, sorry, everyone go home. <laughs> Get on home. Zoom and then have Zoom beers all around. All. Yes. Yes. Beer, beer <laughs> on Zoom. But literally like, and then you'd realize on Monday morning, it'd be like that. Cool. Like how much extra revenue did we make? And you'd be like that. Nothing. We lost money. What? Like what, what happened? Sorry. What? Like, how is that possible? And this is where like this baseline idea of, what is working on your website? And I, I think this, so if we take out the ads for a second, right, let's put ourselves in the position of anyone who's listening to this, who's got a small business, who's got a website, who's maybe actually already got Google Analytics installed, because let's face it, most web designers platforms should have that Correct. kind of insert that code here. So fingers crossed, they got the most basic of setups right now. What are them some of the important things that they should be looking at right now? So not in terms of sales and, and goal related and things like that, but literally just to get an idea of where the baseline of their website currently sits. 
Like what are the key things for you that they should really be taking a look at? For me, whenever we start trying to teach people how to use Google Analytics, I want to get the trick with Google Analytics is it's so easy to get overwhelmed because there's a million different things back there. The, the secret sauce of Google Analytics is it actually requires a little bit of setup. Um, and that's what uh, is, is sort of the messaging has been that when you turn on Google Analytics by activating it, it is now set up because it starts filling up with a bunch of stuff. But that's that's it makes it a lot harder, right? It needs a little bit of setup and, and things become a little bit more like a story. But there is one report that I really try to focus uh, people on in terms of using this report, because when you learn this one report and, and you understand how to make it even better and tell a story, you nail like 80% of everything else that's in Google Analytics. And that's something called the source medium report. So when you go into uh, you know, a little section called acquisition reports and in there under all traffic, there'll be the source medium report. In this one report, it will tell you the brand name of the traffic source, whatever the source of the traffic is. It will tell you the type of traffic from that traffic source. So as an example, maybe Google is the brand name of the traffic source and organic. So that basically tells you it's from the search engine, right? So Google organic. Then it tells you how much of that traffic you've gotten. It then tells you how engaged that traffic is with some engagement signals. And then it tells you what the results of that traffic are. Now, the reason I like that report is because it's all in one space and it tells you you can break it down by the different brand names of traffic and the types of traffic coming from those. Again, quantity, how much you're getting, the engagement level, and then what the results are. So right away, you can, you can get something from that. Even if you've done no setup at all to Google Analytics, you can get something. You will know general types of traffic. You will know general engagement signals and generally maybe organic if that's a really big source for you. You'll see something like that. That'll be there. Then what I would recommend is you you kind of when you get kind of used to seeing that it's it's how do I tell a better story? How do I help Google Analytics to help me tell a better story? And before I get into the hows of that, I want to kind of give you a little example of how to think about it. If I give you a children's book, you can probably read that children's book with very little difficulty and tell me the story that's in that children's book. However, if I rip out the pages and rip those pages up and give you a that pile of ripped up children's book pages. Can you then tell me the story? The answer is, yes, you can, because I did not erase your ability to read. You're still a good reader, but I made it very difficult. And you're going to have to put an enormous amount of work in to figure out what the heck is going on. Maybe some of the pieces got lost. You got to make some assumptions and guess at some stuff. Google Analytics comes to you ripped up. And nobody knows they're supposed to assemble it into a story. The source medium report, when you first come into Google Analytics without any setup at all, it's a kind of ripped up story. It'll give you some basic information. You, For example, you might know you got a story in your hands, right? And some basic details, but not much else. So what you do is you set it up a little bit better. And so that's two sides of it. One is something called UTMs. So you can just Google those, just Google the letters U, T, and M. Uh, but it's a way to tell Google Analytics where a traffic source came from. So for example, anybody coming from this podcast that comes to our site, I will know they came from this podcast because of this UTM thing that we're doing, right? So you, you have the, the UTMs coming in. I can tell if they came from a podcast, if they came from a Facebook paid ad, if they came from uh, you know Google organic search, of course, if they came from an email, which email, all of that stuff is because of UTMs. And you get really good at setting those things up. Then the second part of it, which we already talked about, was the goals. And we set up what we call the ACE goals. So aware of the customer journey, did they complete the customer journey? Did they engage along the way? 
And now when you set up those two sides of that source media report, now I have a better understanding, a more detailed understanding of where the traffic is coming from. Think about it like eye prescription glasses. If you can't see anything, you're just glad to have something and it's, but it still might be a little fuzzy. That's okay. At least it's better. Always get good enough to get going, come back and make it better later, right? This whole thing is a journey. There's never a destination. You always just make it better, but you get your UTMs. And now I have a, if I, if I get really good at like, for example, email, a lot of people don't put UTMs in their emails. If I understand how to tag my email traffic, I can see my email traffic and I can tie it to a result, whether it's to, again, create engagement, which sometimes they are, maybe they're designed to create awareness, maybe they're designed to complete the sale, but I can then measure very specific emails against the purpose. I can measure very specific ads against the purpose. Now I have a very clear story of what my results are and how I'm getting those results because you will eventually start to see things like, wow, Google Organic is really good about making people aware, but it's my Facebook ads retargeting campaign that gets them to engage and become leads. And then email comes in and closes them. And that's how my little secret sauce works. So I am going to focus on creating more content to get sucked up into the Google search engine to make more people aware that will build my audience, which I'm going to scale up my retargeting audience so that I can get them to become a lead. And I'm going to make sure my email messaging is designed to get them to close and complete that purchase, whatever the thing is that they just designed to get. And then is it continuing to work the way I think it is as you scale? You're always checking for that feedback. All done with one report, that source meeting report in Google. And that's, that's the best tip I have for anybody is just get very, very good at that source medium report and getting used to that story that's back there. Because when you do that, the rest of analytics just sort of falls into place because everything else you're doing to make that report exceptional, use analytics uses a lot of other places as well. And then the whole platform becomes a lot easier, but it's all about the story. I think that's epic. And I think anyone that is listening to this, that is exactly where to start. I think you'll get so much insight and actually you're probably going to crush your own little hopes and dreams to a certain extent at the beginning. We're just going to warn you about that in the nicest possible way. Um, Because, you know, you've told yourself this story, well, all my stuff comes because of X or because of Y. It's coming thanks to search engines or it's coming thanks to affiliates or it's all thanks to Bob who keeps telling people about me. And it's probably not, Um, but it's okay. Like this is the way that you'll figure that out. And again, if you don't have any baseline, you can't improve anything. And Mercer, you said it there, right? It's not about this is the done product. It doesn't exist. I've worked in digital marketing for coming close to 13 years as owning my own business now, as owning an agency. I I still constantly am learning. On a day-to-day basis, there's something new. There's something else that I need to discover. There's a new tech. There's a new platform. There's a new way of doing things. There's a content shift. There's an algorithmic shift on Google. None of this is set it and forget it. It's all done and dusted. It's all the journey. And I think that's yeah. something that's so important for everyone listening, you know, try, get into it, start. And I think this is where Mercer can help you. I'm hoping. Um, and I'm hoping in a nice way, he'll help you out. I don't know how exactly yet. We're going to find out now, but um, this is something I do think a lot of people need help with. And I'll admit as well, uh, I'm possibly going to get our new youngster, over to you to uh, to do a course of some sort to help him learn as well. Because again, objective-driven, results-driven, it's not the be-all and end-all. I'm not saying that we become heartless robots, but that data is so right. powerful when you understand what it actually means. So how can people get in touch with you, Mercer? How can people find you online? And what's something that they could all do, an action that they could take right now? Absolutely. So measurementmarketing.io obviously is, is our uh, website. So you can go there and find out more about us. But if you go to measurementmarketing.io forward slash Adam, A-A-D-M, 
right? Stands for the podcast. So AADM. Uh, so measuremarketing.io forward slash AADM. You will see two things there. Everybody, especially if UTM's like, what's a UTM? And how, how does he know that I came from a podcast? Go there, look in the URL. You will see these UTM things in the URL and you'll see how I'm doing it. So that's, it's a really good example of just see, you know, me, what do they call it in tech world? Like eating your own dog food. That's what we're doing. We're just using UTMs to know that you came from this podcast. So that's what it is. So again, measuremarket.io forward slash AADM. When you go there, the page that will load up is something called the toolbox membership. It is completely free, right? It's our way of introducing you to the brand. And it's a massive amount of give back. Consider the source. Of course, I'm not going to say this thing is totally worthless, but there are lots of different tools that are in there that you can use to help start measuring your marketing. The first one that I would focus on is something when you go in there, you'll, you'll get a login and then you go to the toolbox section. There'll be a section called the traffic tracking toolkit. If you're just starting out with this, that's what I would focus on. Because it'll give you a tool so you can kind of, you know, think about your own traffic strategies and, and plan out all the different brands that are sending you traffic and the types of traffic and how you would organize those UTMs. And it'll teach you how to do that. There's video training there. It comes with a nice little ebook. And that's just one of the 40 some odd tools that are back there. There's one for ACE goals for learning that. There's one for building dashboards. There's one for optimization. There's so many different tools back there. It's more than we can mention here. But again, all free in the measure marketing toolbox. So that's a free membership. Again, measuremarketing.io forward slash AADM to go claim that. Mercer, thank you so much. This has been absolutely epic. So I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I think we've all got some work to do, including me. I think I need to spend a bit more time on on Google Tag Manager as well now. I look forward to it. We'll see you there. The All About Digital Marketing podcast is brought to you by Social Inc., a distributed digital marketing agency specialized in delivering results through online campaigns. Whether it's content marketing, social media marketing, online advertising or web design, we've got you covered from strategy through to delivery. If you're struggling with your digital marketing, get in touch today by simply visiting www.socialinc.co.